Hello, everyone, and welcome to Carbide Content. I'm one of your hosts, Dalen from MachineWise. I'm David from Contraption Collection. I am Grant from Fellowship Blades. And I'm John from Triaxis. Cool. And I've been missing for about a week straight doing all kinds of interesting things. So I'm out of the loop on what's been going on with you guys. Yeah. Well, we're out of yeah. loop with why well, we've seen the teasers on Instagram, but right. uh, how, how yeah, was your week? Yes. Yeah, it was very, very busy. Um, it was definitely a week full of things that I'm not used to doing, but it was super fun, too. Nice. Um, so for those who may not know, I had Will and Brandon from the Will Hirsch channel come out and uh, do a whole boatload of filming with me for various videos for myself and their channel. Nice. nice. Yeah. So um, the the two main videos for my channel are uh, going to be disassembly, reassembly and maintenance videos on both channel and Chanwich. Nice. That's good. And I'm going to have those hosted directly on my site in their own little category. So it's really easy to access information. Nice. nice. Yep. And then they're also doing a really cool brand video for me. That was that was fun. Thank you. Yeah. And then the stuff for their channel is a, a complete shop tour, which is going to be super, super interesting to watch the final version of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll enjoy that. Yeah. And then they we also did a a, a product line explained slash like deep dive into my older products history. Ooh, that's cool. So wow. it's kind of. Yeah, that'll be that, honestly that'll be really helpful for the future, so people can better understand our products and what is available and what came before them and why. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah so that was it. Was a load of fun. We took today to kind of just go up to Sedona and have some. Or yesterday, sorry, we took yesterday off to go to Sedona, have some fun. Nice. Yeah. Other than that, I tried to keep the shop going as best I could while they were here, but <laughs> obviously that's difficult. So. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anytime really, I, have a, I have a friend over, I'm like, this is not a productive day. <laughs> right. Fortunately, um, Jacob and William are an amazing team and uh, they've kept the majority of things going. Like in terms of production, it's been going really good. Nice. Yep. And William, dude, he has nailed anodizing. He has Ooh, full that's... control. Like he has full control over the laser and like full ownership of the anno process. And he's been doing some really cool shit. Oh, that's so cool. That's yep. really nice. Yeah, so yeah, they've they've got it super covered. Hell yeah. Yeah. So so is this the official launch of your YouTube channel for real? Like are you gonna it keep up with it? It will be when I have those videos. Right. Okay. Of yeah, course. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try. I'll see, you know, I think video ideas will be a little more difficult for me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I have a lot of ideas I want to do and I for, I mean, fortunately, I have like a I have a DJI Action 2. So like I have some form of decent video recording ability, not like the best, but it'll it'll suffice for what I need. Yeah. Yep. Cool. But yeah, it'll be it'll be probably a couple months until I have those videos from them because they have a lot of editing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Funny. I think the thing I learned the most about our about the processes that we have right now is I need to make them shorter somehow. The actual because right now, yeah, like like all of our programs, because mm. right now after this podcast, I have to go back to the shop for all of five minutes to get two machines running on their night run. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like eight and a half hours right now. I mean, it's not bad in terms of like no. if you have things for overnight, it's good to right. have them just run. But I would I'd love to be able to have them run within one shift, you know, be able to get the night run going yeah. by, you know, 
before the end of the first shift, then no one has to come in for like, you know, five minutes to press green buttons and whatnot. Yes. How much time do you have to save? Uh, realistically, probably 30 minutes off of like eight hours worth of programs, which should be moderately viable. Oh, yeah, that's I'm bad. sure you can do it. Yeah, I can find it somewhere. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Outside of that, I think I need to hire again real soon. What position for you? Funny enough, I thought it was going to be more of a finishing tech. It's probably yeah. going to end up being um, a machine operator who will be under Jacob. Oh, wow. Already. Yeah. So with the with the brother, now that it's in like full board production. Uh, we can't keep up with stock prep anymore. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that's it's a new problem. <laughs> it's a very interesting problem. Like we have been scrambling to get blades going because we need. Three. We need seven, seven blade blanks every single day, like finish, finish uh, heat treated and then finish ground. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we need like, God, 12 pieces of tie stock for one machine and then another another eight for another machine. And then that, you know, the, the machine that preps all the material is the Miltronics and that also runs the Prismas. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot you do like a decking pass for all your. Yeah, things. we yeah, we we basically have to, unfortunately, even on the on your sandwich stuff. Yep. Even for the sandwich stuff, because apparently it's impossible to hold. 10 thou on a bandsaw cut. Okay. You uh I need, need to swap to, talk to about larger this. pit bulls. Well, uh, or we we need to talk about this on a on a larger more in-depth scale cuz I basically uh -huh. sat down not in reality, but I I talked yep. to my titanium rep and I was like, "Hey, you know, I don't really care what the dimension is, just yep. make it consistent." Mm -hmm. And he basically said, "Oh, now that you say that, we can you know, we have this stock come in. These are the general sizes they come in at. We'll just make sure yours is always this size. Yep. And you're, you're grabbing on the plate thickness, correct? Yeah, I'm grabbing on the plate thickness. And then so so let me talk. Uh, the Medusas are plate thickness. Uh, I honestly, I'm, I think they're bandsaw. They, they don't seem like water jet. Bandsaw cut thick, you know, rectangular blocks. Yep. The Empress, I was like, hey, we really need to get these more precise because they're sandwiched. And so uh, I was really worried about any sort of um, like if the pitbull clamp came up too high, I don't have a lot of room to work with on op one because it's right. so thin. Yep. Um, and so I was like, hey, when you fix this. And so they literally just said, oh, we'll just hold that plate thickness and then water jet them. Uh, and the cost is not that much more for me for the for the sandwich ones, which I assume okay. your sandwich is not that much thicker than mine, or it doesn't have to be. Sure, yeah, it's, it's three eighths, uh, three eighths thick. That is, I mean, that's a fair bit thicker. Um, well, yeah, because your stuff is sandwich, right? Yeah, but it's coming in at like two hundred thou ish. Uh, yeah, like two hundred to ten on the thickness. Yep. Yeah, because I need um, like ninety thou to hold on to. Plus the right. plus the quarter inch, which comes out to like three forty minimum. Gotcha, but you can still water jet that, no problem. And yeah, so I mean, it, I I tried having this conversation with with my tie vendor, and I've been using them now for three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, the answer was basically no. Really, I even told them like, "Hey, what if I made you a go no go gauge?" Yeah, and they're like, well, we'd still have to charge you for the ones that don't fit in the don't fit in the gauges because it's cut material and we can't do anything with it. I'm like, eh, 
maybe you should hire better saw operators. Yeah, wow. Just a thought. Send an email to my guy at TMS because he's he's like he was so willing to work with me. All it took was okay. me asking. I mean, and I was I might have I was, to because I'm I'm buying like six thousand dollars of tie a month now. Yeah, that's it's like it's I just like went to three pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yep, and uh, I mean I've been using like I've been using Performance Titanium Group. I've I've loved my relationship with with my main sales guy from there. But I was a little bit taken aback by the conversation I had about trying to keep our material good because, I mean, not only is it usually coming in 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 various sizes, but it's also coming in cut at like five degree angles sometimes. Yeah, hmm. like it's it's impressively bad. Yeah. Yes. Um. And so, yeah, I, I'll have to get that contact from you and, and, and reach out and really have like a final sit down talk with my current vendor and just be like, you know. I yeah. really need I really need this. I mean it's worth it's worth a try, especially if if material uh, prep is becoming a bottleneck, that's only gonna get worse. It is Every, and exactly. You, you can prep better or you can just fix it at the which I think Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I would like to swap over to holding on the plate thickness. I know like they have some variants, but not as much as the bandsaw cuts from micro and vendor at least. Yeah, it's it's usually really close. I would our plate cool. ni- our plate thickness nowadays is usually varying than five thousand. There's a couple one offs that we, we okay. kind of like eyeball check. Some of them are like way off. Uh, this hasn't happened in a while, but yep. earlier we were getting ones that were like I don't know a hundred thou off, and we're like, oh, obviously that one's scrap. It was it was outside yeah. even drawing dimensions, but I was like, it's one piece. Oh yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. Deal. Yeah, onesie twosie here and there. It's it, it'll happen at some point, but yeah, the. That'd be nice to solve. The main bottleneck right now is blades, though. Um, I finally have to bite the bullet and reach out to Lucas to get all of our live blades uh, lasered. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I just I've been trying to push it off because it's going to be a hefty cost of entry. Yeah, I mean, what do you know what he charges? Uh, we, sh- we shouldn't talk about prices. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I honestly I had a quote at one point. I don't remember the numbers because I had him do like a small batch of serif blades way back. And they came yeah. out like perfect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just need to, I just need to work with them to figure out what what size of batch is is the best for you know cost per blade because obviously doing a full sheet worth is the way to go. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just I'm, I have some numbers in my head and it scares me. So, what do you think? Uh, how many blades do you think are in a sheet? Well, let's see. Uh, so what out of a, are you talking about? I think it's a. Oh God, is it a four by four? It's a two by three. I I can go into this, two by three. this so, is what we do. Yep. I don't know what size sheet um, Lucas has for the 410, which is what my, my Prisma blades come out of. Mm-hmm. But I get um, it's about 522 blades out of a out of whatever size 410 sheet they have, yeah. which I think is a. I want to say it's either a, whatever it is, it's it's almost twice as long as it is wide, but it's definitely not a four by eight. It could be a well, four by eight, actually. I think oh. it's a four by eight um, for four ten. For four ten. So yeah. my, I have a bunch of tabs on, and obviously I have wide blades, so it'll yep. you'll get way more than I do. Um, but I currently get about a hundred empresses or uh, yeah, the empress blades with the mm-hmm. tabs per two by three sheet, and I was getting about one thirty Medusa blades, uh, which will okay. be closer to you. So you may get one fifty. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, so like on the Prismas, there are no tabs, obviously. Whatever I get out of like for the live blades will be less. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the sheets are probably smaller for S35VN, but yeah, that's yeah. definitely the next thing I need to do. Yeah, all the Crucible medals, the max plate is a two by three. Cool, that's, okay. Uh, this just is what it is. I think that's whoever yeah. makes them from everything. I mean, obviously Crucible makes it, but yep. yeah, that's all you that's can get. That's just the size that their mill is set up for. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer because uh, our industrial laser is like <laughs> meant to take five by ten sheets or four yeah, it's by massive. Like, it's like four by eight or five by ten. It's like give us as much sheet as you can. So when I give them my little tiny little plate, they're like, yep. oh, dang it, we got to do it the weird way. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was it was so cool seeing that machine because the footprint of that machine is like the footprint of our shops. Yeah, it's a different world between the <laughs> between the the like material loading station and the actual machine itself. It's pr- it's like a thousand square foot of just actual machine space. Yeah, not to mention the nitrogen tower and the, like all the auxiliary stuff on the outside of the building. Which oh. is a thirty foot <laughs> oh, tall yeah. nitrogen tower. Yo, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, that's those are the woes right now. Is just stock prep stuff. Like we're technically the brother hasn't been running 100% every day because we can't quite feed it enough stock right now. Mm. Just because, uh, I mean, Jacob is so slammed. Are you, uh, given current circumstances, are you still maxing production or are you strategically slowing? Um, right now we are, I mean, I'm trying to come in and help out in, in, in like the weirder off hours to try to make sure we're maxing production. Mm-hmm. But as we sit right now, that won't be sustainable. So I need to find like another kind of generic shop hand that can help machines run and run some stock prep and like do that stuff. Cause I mean, Jacob is just overloaded. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. Yep. I want to make sure (laughs) that he is a little bit more stress free. That way it's a smoother experience for him. Definitely. (laughs) Yep. Cause he has three mills. He has to keep running surface grind, heat treat. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, I think that's more or less everything. Serif handles are running well. Nice. Our blades, our blades back. I can't remember if I've seen. Oh, uh, that's that's this coming week's goal. Okay. So gotcha. I'm I'm actually taking off. Uh, I I sort of took off today. I was in the shop for like an hour and a half, and I have to go back there briefly tonight. But I I'm more or less taking off today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. We're gonna forgo a drop this week to. Uh, to kind of finally build a backlog again in order to have smoother drops in the future. Right. Makes sense. Because right now we've been dropping, like we've been, we've been trying to like finish all of our inventory by Friday. Sometimes I'm in on Saturday, finishing assembly still. And then like boxing has to happen on like Monday and Tuesday after the drop. And that's just also not sustainable. Yeah. No, I get it. Yep. (laughs) So now that's what we do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm finally getting back to how I was like a year and a half ago where I just saved up a week and then we could focus on boxing those before the drop and then have the previous week sell the week after. Yeah, nice. Yep. It'll hurt temporarily because, you know, one less week of cash flow, but it's worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then Prisma V2s are looking really good. So. Oh, yeah. yeah when are they? Uh, and are they full production now? Or are you still? They're full production. Yep, I'm. I'm sending off a batch for anodized next week. Nice, very nice. There's a good chance that those will drop in this in in next week's drop. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, they flip so much better. They're just so much better. Yeah, Ooh, I, so yeah. I might have to try get one. Hell nice. yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, 
our entire product line is now revamped and and it looks like the demand is really high for all of it now. So good. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's everything for me. Nice. Yep. Who wants to go next? Well, speaking of video like 10 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's all I've really done. I put up another video and uh, I feel like it was, you know, I didn't really do anything exciting in this video. I just felt like I should do an update. But yeah, totally. For some reason, this video is getting like a ton of views. Oh, is it? Like, nice. It was, it was a good like video. Four times more than usual. Oh, wow. So I haven't YouTube checked it in a, in a minute. I watched it pretty soon after it was uh, released, so it had pretty low viewership at that point. But it's like a 75K or something, but it's like okay. the, the speed, it like the slitting saw video I made is also like a 75K, but I oh, released yeah. that, you know, months ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then uh, I might have said a couple weeks ago on uh, the podcast that I'd have the Haas by now, but yep. that was me thinking that like, oh, if it comes from California and they say the machine's done, then maybe I could get it that week because that's how long it takes to drive from California. But uh, unfortunately, uh, not. No, I uh, so the machine's done, but uh, you know they needed time to coordinate or something. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the plan is for it to arrive on Monday. Uh, nice. and you know, which is like three days from now, four days from now. And, uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. Wait, now by arrive, does that mean it'll arrive at your riggers warehouse on Monday or, or the riggers will bring it to your shop on Monday? No, that's the coordination part. I think the whole thing is set up so that everybody's ready to go at my yeah. shop and it never's anywhere else. Yep. That means there's a good chance that it's already at your riggers warehouse, isn't it? I, I don't know, because I, I, uh, I, I, who said they have a warehouse? I don't know. Interesting, I, uh, okay. I just, uh, I'm going with the riggers that the Haas rep here likes to use, and he sounds okay. very happy about them. And, cool. Do you uh, know what the, I, what the name I don't of the riggers know. are? Uh, I might, but I don't know if I want to say it in okay. case I get it wrong. Yeah, it's fair, yep. I know there's a there's a pretty there, there's a very large rigging company called Dunkel Brothers, I believe, and they and they service Dunkel Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dunkel Bros. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that's their name, and I, and they I service a lot I'm of using, states. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm using a local company. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah, whoever uh, it is, it's uh definitely worth get uh, building a relationship with them because I I've been saved by my riggers so many times. Like, like they've pulled out a lot of favors for me like to get the brother in when they like all my machines, they have definitely worked me in their schedule when they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think everything's going to be good and, uh, you know, try to get electrical stuff hooked up as soon as possible so that then nice. Haas can come back and uh, or actually Haas can come in and uh, do the final setup stuff. And yep. yeah, do the install, get the probe. They probably have to do still do like do the probe install and whatnot. Do they? Well, yeah. So know. the machine has to have electricity for them yep. to, uh, you know, do anything. I think like oh yeah, uh, like you know, take off whatever saran wrap and yeah. such. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, made sure I had some buckets of coolant and I've bought a few uh, tool holders. Nice. Uh, 
we could we could talk about that a little bit because I I still I'm constantly doubting what I want to do with tool holders. Yep. And I thought I was figured out, and then John comes into Discord and he's like, "Well, you know, what about this?" And I'm like, "John, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> so what did need you these go thoughts for? in my head. I thought I was good." Yep. What'd you get right now? Uh, I got a few hydraulics that are a half inch bore. Yep. And then a few sleeves. Yep. And then I got uh, uh, two, I think, SK-10 okay. holders. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, like three uh, ER-20s. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And so the thing that makes it so complicated is I really want to see how coolant works with all these tool holders. So uh-huh. if I like the through tool coolant with the hydraulics, uh, then you know I'll just probably get more of those for other end mills. If I don't like it, uh, then uh, maybe I'll get the on-size hydraulics so I don't have the sleeves and uh, you know. Uh, there's a smaller nose, so maybe the other coolant will be able to reach it better, but maybe that won't even be a problem. Uh, and then if I don't like hydraulics at all, then, you know, the SKs, I want to see how those compare with run out and with, uh, uh, coolant, uh, based on the length, there's not a lot of lengths available for the SK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, the ER kind of same thing. I'm sure ER will be fine for just, I'm just going to use it for drills basically, but I got like the shortest ones possible ER 20 and uh, maybe I'll want slightly longer uh, again because of coolant reasons, but we'll see. Yep. So by coolant reasons, you mean flood coolant? Yeah. If, if I don't want to use through tool Mm -hmm. uh, for anything specifically. You shouldn't have any problems getting flood coolant anywhere you need it. Yeah, I I uh, I think it'll uh, all probably be fine. I just I'm just like have so many annoying experiences with coolant where obviously the Tormach is fiddly. Where you know I, every time I change a tool, I have to like tweak the lock line a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but then like the the shop I worked in previously, everything was ER32, and yeah. every tool would not get properly hit with coolant uh because it's these yep. giant uh call it nuts yep. you know in the way you, you you said you got programmable coolant nozzle as well right yep yeah you have absolutely yeah, nothing yep. to worry about that's no, I, I have so, so many options well David's there's like, also I'm, I'm never dealing with coolant problems again <laughs> exactly and i i might even make videos about it uh hell yeah because i also also got the mql because for that one I'm super interested in for mm-hmm. hard milling, I'll probably want to use air. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's another case where maybe I'll get on size hydraulics because, uh, the air nozzle is probably fine with whatever, but I like the idea of not having the sleeves because then, uh, dust can't get inside of it at all. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys tell me like, Oh, it's not that hard to clean stuff you know, whatever, but like, uh, like, no, you know, I do clean my collets. I do clean collet nuts. I clean everything, but it's like, 
I don't trust myself that I'm doing a perfect job. You know, I blow stuff out. I shove in some shop towels, you mm -hmm. know, but like they're super precision things that are, are, uh, you know, like, like, would you be okay with like some dust on, uh, the cat 40 taper going into your machine? Like, no, you'd hope it's like perfectly clean. And yep. so it's the same so thing. Like there's some tiny little dust residuals on any of these things. Uh, tapers. Me, I just hate that. I, I hate that possibility. <laughs> let me tell you something real quick about through spindle air and hard milling. <laughs> okay. It doesn't do jack diddly to keep things out of the collets or sleeves. But that's what I'm saying. If you get an on-size hydraulic, like, well, maybe this is what you're saying. If you if you had a quarter-inch tool in a on-size quarter-inch hydraulic... Nope, even, there even then. You think it could get inside there? It doesn't get inside when the tool is in, but even if you wipe it off really well before you take the tool out, there's still going to be... There's a chamfer on on the on the lead-in of those holes. Yeah. It builds up in that chamfer... And you can't wipe that off perfectly. You can't even blow it off all the way. Then you take the tool out, and now you have dirt on that chamfer. And the second you go to put your finger in there to take it out or use a rag yeah. to wipe it out, it pushes it in. It's It just is what it is. You're never yeah. going to have it 100% perfect unless you like ultrasonic every single one. Um, but yeah. is that still an improvement over a sleeve that, uh, you know, also I mean, has uh, more... Eh. In some ways, maybe. Stuff. In some ways, maybe. Um, but like I need, like on our sleeves. So I have half inch hydraulics on the on the brother, basically all the way through. Um, and I got all the sleeves so I could run through spindle air and cool it. And so all the all the hard milling tools that run through spindle air, they come out packed full of chips. Still, it just is what it is. I just wipe, you know, blow them off before you swap them out, or take them out, blow them off, put them back in. No big deal. Yeah, it's just always surprising to me where stuff gets in in like an ER sixteen tiny collet in a yep. the collet nut, you mm -hmm. know, and like I don't know, maybe I'm silly, but I just like the idea of of uh, trying to cut down on that to the greatest extent possible. I mean, yeah, I definitely appreciate the the attention to that. Um, that's obviously like your first line of defense towards good tool run out and. And and all that, but um, because cleaning them the meticulously is something you're going to have to do. Because like, even if it gets in the hydraulic, hydraulic with sleeve, you're removing one part. Uh, you don't even have to clean a nut because there is no nut. Hydraulic yep. without a sleeve, you're not having to clean a collet sleeve type thing or a nut. So all you have is the the bore. Yep. And so just you know, to me, it's still like you're eliminating things that have to be cleaned and like. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's always like ideal ways to do things like how yeah. things should be done. But, you know, we all could be lazy. And so eliminating things where you you don't ever have to worry like, yeah. oh, was I in a rush that day and scratched up the inside of this uh, taper or whatever. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, I'll probably get a bunch more of other things. I like the simplicity, though, so I might even get some set screw holders. Um but I'm not sure. It depends how I like other things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think they all have their place, kind of. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. I do have one gripe with the half-inch hydraulics and the sleeves. Oh, it, getting. Oh, yeah. 
getting the sleeves out of those holders is an absolute bear. Oh boy. And I don't know why. So like I, I have one of uh is it called the price bike grant? Oh yeah. Price bike. The price, bike. yeah. So oh, I know. No, one of his no price... wait. It's called the nail. I forgot. Nail. It, is a, it is a price bike. We call it the nail. Yep. Yep. Um, so I have, I, I have a nail from, from fellowship blades and that has become my dedicated, uh, uh, call like like sleeve puller for the hydraulics. Hell yeah! And it fits really well underneath the lip of the sleeves. Even that doesn't get the collets out for like probably a minute straight of prying. Oh my gosh! That sounds mm. like something's damaged. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing's damaged. No scratches. Everything's fine. So um, and I don't know why, but they are an absolute pain to get out. Like most of the time. Huh. Yep. So. I need to make like a dedicated like I might print up like a dedicated puller, kind of like a keycap puller that just slides underneath. Yeah. And, yeah. and has like a pull handle on oh, it yeah, or something. Cool. I'm probably going to do something like that because uh, <laughs> I've probably spent like an hour of my time total on the brother just fiddling with these with these sleeves trying to get them out. I I uh I haven't tried it, but like if it's a brand new holder and a brand new sleeve, does it slide in and out easy? It does. Uh, and like like even like yeah. once I get it out it slides in really nicely again. I just, I don't know why it's so hard to get out because the tool just, slides in perfectly, but I don't want to just, the, uh, if the hydraulic, you know, fluid inside gets released, you know, it's, it, it's uh, not pressuring the walls anymore, but the walls aren't flexing as far back as they're supposed to, you know what I, I mean? No, Cause me, but like, so all the sleeves I bought were the non-coolant sealing ones, obviously, because I want I want the slits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I'm when I'm trying to, and I'm prying them out carefully, I should mention I'm not sitting there like a, you know, big strong man just hammering on it or anything. Like I am taking caution. That's why it takes so long to get them out half the time. But even when I'm being careful with them, I can see the the sleeve pushing in a little bit because it's you know it's divided into three sections. And so I, I would like to think that they would come out easily, but they don't. Hmm. Yeah, kind of just a weird little thing I noticed. Yeah. Huh. Aside from that, they're phenomenal, and I intend to continue buying them. I might, yeah, I might try buying a fresh sleeve and seeing if the fresh sleeve works fine in an old holder, which would mean that the sleeve isn't the problem. And then I might try doing the reverse, where a used sleeve in a new holder does that get stuck? Because then it's uh, the sleeve that is the problem. Well, so I don't know. I think I brought this up on a previous podcast, but I have learned that these sleeves, at least when hard milling, have a very finite shelf life. Oh, or okay. I guess you or tool life in general. Um, we had one of our hard milling tools push into the holder on our on our Mighty on a blade run because the sleeve wore out. Well, um, it does say it's like not for roughing or something. So I, I don't that's know. not what it was. It, it was just the, like we swapped out the sleeve for a fresh one that I had on shelf and it was 100% fine again. It was just we we literally wore out the sleeve from using it so much because that so, it, go for it. Oh, I'll say I've I have worn out a on size quarter inch hydraulic too. Oh, you have. OK. Yeah, we have one that's just in a scrap pit because yep. Yep. Uh, it was just basically dropping, not dropping tools, but tools were moving on it after a roughing cycle. Um, yeah. And, and like yeah. I called them. <laughs> I actually called them about it and saying like, Hey, do you guys have like a, like a, a recommended 
you know, like cycle life on these, like how many times you should, you know, they can be used basically. And they're, they didn't have a, like a, like a solid answer, but their rough estimate was like 500 uses, 500 like tool, tool changes of oh, a physical tool in the holder. Interesting. Oh, We've talked about that with heat treat. I feel like. Yeah. And it's about the same. Me. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was maybe better. I would have expected more. Yeah. yeah um, that's, I mean, so you're just saying the sleeves, though, Grant. You were saying yeah, it was the just whole the holder. Yeah, I I wore out a whole holder, which I will say logistically, that's a point to having an oversized with a sleeve because you could just replace uh-huh. the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it solved it immediately. It's, you know, seventy five dollars sleeve, no big deal. We swapped it out for a fresh one, and it was good again. So. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I definitely intend to continue running the, the hydraulics and uh, word on the block is they have some very exciting ones coming out moderately soon. Are the eighth inch ones already out? I, I think they like that was a couple months ago, right? They've had eighth inch for BT30 for quite a while. So oh, I don't not know. For Cat 40. Yeah, they, they do have there's eighth inch cat 40. But apparently okay. what Dalen's talking about that hopefully wasn't private information is I guess they're making like a roughing version or something. Yep. Oh, thank a, God. A high grip force <laughs> hydraulic. Oh, It'll have a much so larger nice. nose, so like you know, some clearances won't be as good on them, but that's totally fine for what we need. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Though. Yeah, Unfortunately, so I, timing, I just spent like eight grand on tool holders not long ago, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel silly uh, <laughs> that I bought like eight of them, so don't feel so bad. I mean, it, yeah, it'll I mean, still be very yeah. nice to have those don't don't exactly like yeah like those will be the kinds that that you buy for just the specific tools that are actually roughing i don't have any tools that legitimately rough because no, no, we no, have no. So i mean hard. i feel silly because it's like man are these sleeves gonna wear out maybe sk will be the way to go no well, I, I have some well, news we, on that when we get to oh, my turn oh boy well, go ahead go ahead okay uh overall this has been quite an adventure uh, yep. But today, not today, freaking hell, uh, Tuesday, the Sile was having just loads of issues, breaking tools left and right. And I was like, dude, what the heck is going on? And mm-hmm. so long story short, I made a mistake that started this whole adventure. Okay. But also, it's not all on the mistake. The mistake just like showed a bunch of the issue. Uh-huh. So we were using a five flute uh a quarter inch Harvey five flute titanium, you know, HEM yep. Yep. mill and a mill. And that we had one for roughing, one for finishing. And we don't do crazy roughing, but there is one. Uh, we basically cut off the bottom of our stock, which is a full depth slot, um, kind of halfway up the flutes. And we just plow yeah. through it. Yeah, it is a pretty and, ballsy tool path. I got to see it. Yeah, it's a pretty ballsy tool path. And the only reason I do it is because the time i ran it it just worked so well that i was like let me just keep running it and overall it's pretty good one time we had like undersized stock or there was a chip or something got weird with the clamp and it threw us a piece of stock but yeah was like, i was there for that yeah that that was like <laughs> i was showing dale in the and it was yeah. like whatever let me show um, you this cool thing <laughs> but otherwise it's been running great we've run uh at least 60 sets of handles on it and oh nice like we I just realized for the past you know month or two that I've been running the machine, we yep. barely changed any tools. I don't think we had a single tool breakage from when I ended prototyping yep. to last week. 
Right. Uh, it's like a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Yes, because they all started breaking. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what happened was uh, the quarter, quarters rougher broke. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. 60 sets of handles, you know, and, and I was like, OK, what's the date? OK, we've been running it straight for a month. So every month we'll just swap tools, you know, no big deal. That's an easy schedule. Yeah. And it's impressive I was like, well, let's, it was, it was really good. I was like, this is freaking fantastic. Um, and so I was like, all right. And I was like, you know what, while we're at it, let's just replace all the roughers on this day, every month, it will be a breeze. Um, <laughs> and so, so that was the last of that tool that I had on stock, but I had ordered what I, in my head, I thought was the same tool. I had accidentally ordered the sixth loop version of the same tool. And so oh, cool. I put in, right, this is, you know, logistical me, very big mistake. Uh, so we, I put in, or Zeke put in the sixth flute, you know, touched it off. Nobody really batted an eye. He, he looked at it and was like, hey, this one's sixth flute, this one's five flute. And I was like, you know, I think I knew what I was doing, obviously. <laughs> right. Because um, I, I think at some point I might have had the thought of like, if the five flute's working, let's see if the sixth flute works. But I didn't yeah. really intend to replace it. I but then mm -hmm. obviously my brain kept moving, um, <laughs> or stopped moving. I don't know. Anyway, so Sixth Flute goes in, and I think he immediately breaks one. And mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, let me check the toolpath. Oh, the toolpath still says it's for Five Flute. Let me change it to Sixth Flute. You know, tweak the feed and speeds. Great. Runs it. You know, a couple days or a day or two. Fine. And then I show up in the morning, and one of the cycles. Have night and the engraving so on on our empress handles we do some really uh tight checkering basically all over the handles um, yep and it does it on the inside does it on the outside it's a super fast toolpath uh it's running at 600 sfm i think something something i'm maxing out everything i can um just engraving and the engraving was not there basically it was like it had cut, but it was cutting flat. So there wasn't actually peaks and valleys or like diamonds. Yep. It was just completely not there. Uh, and I was like, that's weird. Let me check all the tools. Obviously, the engraving ball and mill was broken. I was like, okay, it's also been running for a month and it's been running hard. That makes sense. We'll just replace that too, along with everything else. Uh, and then I start like checking dimensions and everything's kind of out of whack. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And... I, I thought I fixed things. I, I replaced the tools I needed replacing. I checked everything else, retool, offset everything, ran the next palette, and then the engraving tool broke again. And I was like, it, I haven't touched this program in a month and a half. And like, yep. nothing else has changed besides that one quarter inch tool. But now things are happening that aren't that quarter inch tool. And, uh -huh. and like, you know, things just started not making sense. <laughs> and so basically, what what my hypothesis is, and we're still kind of tweaking this because I'm not really sure what's going on, is the six flute tool is starting to pull out where the five flute tool was not. Okay. And obviously, and it's it's only a couple thou. Yeah. But when you're enough. plow when you're plowing in your engraving tool really fast because everything's dialed, a couple thou will make it, you know, out of spec. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so I think it was it was like it was it pulled out or sometimes we're seeing them go back in which is kind of weird i haven't really seen that oh. before um but besides the fact it's changing the dimension of the changing the tool length somehow physically it's not like it's not a software error it is yep. physically moving the tool in and out of the tool holder 
And then that was breaking all the tools after it, just slowly, one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one, the six flute tool definitely is, is the cause because it's the only thing that changed. We're going back yep. to the five flute. I'm putting things in ER call, uh, ER 16 calls from the roughers. I'm putting those in ER 16s. Yep. Um, but it could be a problem with SKs. It could be I was just running it really hard. Right. I'm not super sure. Um, Interesting. Have you checked any uh, tool runouts? I checked the run out. Yeah, all the runouts were fine for the most okay. part. Yep. Um, and obviously, it was kind of like we replaced the tool, it broke again, and then we checked the run out. So it's hard to say if, like, exactly yeah. when it broke, if the run out was the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah. I definitely think, not uh, can, obvious. I make, can I make a recommendation? Yeah. I think course. if there is any pullout, it's probably happening during that little slotting path in the beginning. Oh, I'm absolutely positive it is. Yep. Have you <laughs> have you thought about just um having that be a 2D contour with with multiple radial passes instead? Yeah, I, I was going to adaptive it in. Uh, or that, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't Zeke wanted to do like shallow cutting passes and I was like, no, I really like want to like use low, the, low depth of cut, yeah. Yeah, I really want to use the, the higher flutes of the tool cuz they don't really get used and so it's like right. an easy win. Yep. And tip um, cutting always wears out tools faster. Yeah, and and like the rest, I mean, I'd, I'd try to do pretty good, but the rest of the time, like half the time, it's tip cutting. And so mm-hmm. using the, the high flutes, and that, that was the big thing is like, if I use the high flutes only for this, then it kind of lasts a while because that's all they do. And that's right. not wearing out the rest of the tool. Yep. Um, so yeah, I am, I am thinking about tweaking it down to an adaptive, just, you know. It's the right way to do it. The, and like I said, the only reason it stuck is just because it works so well. And it had worked for a month right. that I was like, yeah. you know what? This is I easy. Mean, yeah. Yep. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah, definitely going to change that. Going to your uh, 16s for roughing, which is I really should have done. I was just pushing the SKs. And they, they, like I said, they were doing great for a long time. So yeah. just six flutes really got me, I guess. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense that it would break in the slotting. It has less chip evacuation yeah no it's it's a hard i mean yeah it's a hard thing and i pushed it pretty hard i'd like i cranked the feed and listened and whatever yep um and it's it sounds okay but it is running harder than i normally would run a slot Mm -hmm. just because it it was cutting well Um, yeah yeah i use a i use an imco four flute to slot out our our blade profiles a three sixteenths and oh, um i tried some i tried some five flutes from harvey and they yeah. exploded basically upon impact every single time or like like upon immediately nice. like touching the stock they would just immediately explode because they just build up chips because they have less chip evacuation yeah i i use uh on the medusas i use six flute but that's all adaptiving i don't yeah do for adaptiving they're great any slotting with yep. uh yeah if you're doing high efficiency machining adaptives you know full depth of cut without a lot of radial, the more flutes, the better. Yeah. But uh, four flutes are definitely king still when it comes to slotting. When I, yeah, when I, I first learned, uh, when I was first learning machining, it was like so much like four flute is for steel and two flute is for aluminum. <laughs> yeah. I uh-huh. like that it's like changing a little bit where it's like, oh no, you could get some five flutes for aluminum or six flutes for aluminum or whatever. Yep. Cause yep. like you're just doing these high efficiency tool paths, but then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to slot. Maybe you should like there are some out there like maybe you do want like a three flute or a two flute even if it's yeah. steel because yep. yeah it's so much engagement there's exactly. you need all the the flute room yeah yep. I've seen um Harvey sells some three flutes that are dedicated for titanium actually 
And I think yeah. one of their specialties is slotting. Oh, nice. That's yep. Interesting. I, it's tricky, dude. I, I, I remember when I first was like, hey, one, never cutting titanium before. Was mm-hmm. A whole interesting world to go down. Right. And then be like, okay, what tool do I use? All I'm seeing are six flute HEM for titanium, but like I got some weird tiny features that mm-hmm. I can't I can't adaptive into. Right. Um and so that's when I started using the helical just like T plus coded whatever. Yeah. Which are I like those tools, frankly. Um I yep. still use oh. all the eighth inch ones are, are helical. Actually, um, speaking of Oh. I have um I have so I don't know if I went into detail on the the long long road of Harvey tools going down the drain in terms of quality mm-hmm. on the podcast, but I've gone into it with you guys a lot. Um, so I know I told you guys that, that my Harvey rep was very adamant about sending me some, some helical test tools specifically for the hard milling profiler, the three sixteenths one. Yeah. 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 Same one that you were having issues with. Yeah. Um, so he sent me two different ones from helical. One of them is on a quarter inch shank and it looks very similar Similar-ish to the to the Harvey one, but it's in a T plus coating and it comes from Helical. That's baller. I kind of want that. Helical, <laughs> Helical still makes their stuff in their own factory, so the the quality should stay good. Uh huh. And we tested it, and we got four pallet runs versus the five that we would get off of the Harveys. But they are forty six dollars each. Oh my god, I'm in. How much was the Harvey? They were like eighty nine dollars yeah. each. Yeah, they're super expensive. Um, so I'm gonna be probably trying more of those at this very current moment. I've I've also been testing out the the OSG three sixteenths bullnose, yeah. and those have been really doing well on the brother. So I'm I'm gonna do a like a a side by side fight between them. How how much are the OSG ones? Those are like seventy bucks, so they're still cheaper. Okay, but yeah. if the Harvey ones perform as what, or the helical ones perform as well for forty six dollars, I will absolutely begrudgingly be going for those. I'm I'm in for that one. T plus coating is baller. I really like the T plus coating. Yeah, it just and works. it's orange, so double win. And it's orange. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's it. I haven't seen those tools from helical. Are they like some back end secret sauce? They're available. They, they are on the site. I never knew they existed. While we talk, I'm going to go find them, though, and link them. Yeah, please do, because I, I would love to stop using the Harvey ones, because, yes. God, they're expensive. No, I, I run, this is how much it got me, is I'm running that $89 tool per pallet every day. I'm, yep. And I'm running the other, well, I'm running the OSG, you know, $80 or $90 tool per pallet every mm-hmm. day. So, so I'm spending a lot of money every day on pallets just because Yo. I want I want that fresh clean thing for the pivots and for the Zen cups and for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to have a cheaper tool that works. That would be, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to see if I can find them. This might be difficult to find. I had the part number at one point. Well, if you go to helical site, they've got the different, uh, like, um, for steel or for whatever, uh, Aluminum, and then it, there's like titanium and exotic alloys or whatever the different categories. Well, so the last time I was on there, the the one that I have, the ones that I have bought for hard milling are like up to 45 HRC, mm-hmm. and they're not they are they don't look like the the tight flute that the no. Harveys do. They, so these like, ones aren't either. Okay, which caught me off guard. Like I I told Jacob to throw it in the machine, fully expecting it to explode upon impact. 
Right. And it just decided to tell me otherwise. So that's good news. Right. I'm in. Plus, I love I love Machining Advisor for like general ballparking because mm-hmm. that that's what I, every time I've tried another vendor for something that's very specific, like hard milling or you know weird titanium tool pass, yep. I always feel like I'm lost or I, like I have to call somebody and be like, "Hey, give me your manager that actually knows about these weird tool pass because it's not in your textbook." Right. Um, where Harvey, I'm like, Machine Advisor, it's a ballpark, it works, and then I can tweak it from there, which is really nice. Yup. I think it was this one. Yeah, I, I've used Helical and I've used Harvey, both of them for a long time. You know, for Helical, I did as much as I could, but then they, I need lots of stuff that's like smaller than an eighth inch, mm-hmm. so I have to go with Harvey or other companies. And then for the weird profiles, I'd go with Harvey. And we probably didn't talk about it on the podcast that you guys were getting tools that were like chipped and they'd have yeah. the coating over the chip. So it's not even like it, you yep. know, you could have chipped it or, yeah. or stuff like that. Um, but it does make me worry that if, if Harvey's having problems and maybe you guys have the like most quite crazy coincidence, bad luck. But if, uh, if Harvey's having problems, it does make me a little worried that those helical, that it could uh, transfer to helical since they are like, well, I, the same company, even I though apparently up. they don't make, stuff in the same factory. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a long discussion with my Harvey slash helical rep about this. Like he offered to send me helical test tools and I told him don't do it because I have no interest in it. Cause I just assumed uh-huh. helical would end up going down the same path. He You're did right. assure me. He assured me that helical is made in their own factory and Harvey is very much outsourced amongst various places. Oh, and he, he pretty much assured me that helical will continue being good. Um, another benefit is, the owner of one of the tooling companies that uh, I purchased these through, uh, he actually used to be a tool grinder for either Harvey or Helical for like 30 years, he said. Wow. Um, And he has the utmost faith in Helical, and he also does not have the utmost faith in Harvey anymore. Wow. That's quite by something. Right? Because, yeah, apparently everyone across the, like, the valley of like Phoenix area that runs Harvey tools. I'm not the only one with this problem. That that's unfortunate. That's it's kind of a bummer. Very unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, supposedly Helical is still really good. We're probably gonna yeah, find I, out I because we're probably gonna many, be buying a lot of these. I wonder yeah. how many of these tool factories are out there and what companies use what because apparently, you know, I was finding my Haas rep and he works for Productivity Inc. in Colorado. And I was telling you that that they sell their own line of tools, I guess, called like the red line tools. Uh And uh, they for their tools, they use a lot of different American factories. They try to only do American, but apparently they'll even use the same factory as Helical sometimes. And so I don't know if that means Helical, it's Helical's factory or if Helical's you know using a factory that lots of people use but apparently Mm -hmm. some redline tools are literally the same as helical tools just a different laser engraving on them interesting i mean from everything i've talked to with um both the owner of the tooling company i purchased through and my helical harvey rep uh helical is all made within their own facility and harvey's not which is why we're having these problems yeah that's Mm -hmm. fair i'm gonna try out these helicals and see how they go yeah, that's exciting. I'll, I'll have to get some because I, I would love yeah. to swap over. 
Yeah. So um, the other thing I've learned is that I'm I'm going to focus on tooling companies that grind their tools in house from now on. Yeah, I need a a list. <laughs> I feel right? like it's hard to to tell who owns who or what owns what. It's so hard. Right. I on in other uh, end mill type news, I reached out. I I haven't got back yet, so there's not a lot of news on this. But I'm reaching out to Fraza. Uh, oh yeah, Fraza. I keep seeing their dang ads about their 60 HRC uh, high feed mill, and I'm like, dude, I gotta know. So I, I reached out to him, and I, every time I've I've seen those things. Usually I just buy one and it's expensive and I try it. It breaks and I go, well, that wasn't worth it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it smart. I reach out and I was like, Hey, here's my process. Is this right? Can I talk to an apps engineer yep. to dial this in? Uh, yep. so I'm really hoping to see because cool. They're yeah, ask about things. a test tool. Ask about some test tools as well. Some companies will just send you test tools with like no strings attached companies like uh, OSG. They usually do a test tool on more of a contract base where if it works for you, they, the contract, it kind of expects you to make a certain purchase size. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally cool with all that because if yeah, it works, if, then yeah, hell yeah. I'm happy to buy them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I Do mean, it's, guys, it's, Oh, good. Well, it's a little bit off. I, I've, do you guys, so you guys know Ken metal, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys know Whittia Hanita? I do actually. I don't know. So well, there, yeah. I've heard, I, I had a teacher when I was in machine school who's, who he thought they made the best aluminum end mills, uh, but their websites, Kenna Metal and Whittier's website are like identical. And so it's like, are they the same company? Well, so I think I know Hanita from about 10 years ago. Uh, and when I, when I think it was just branded as Hanita, so they might've merged, but I do remember the shop I worked at, um, explicitly only using Hanita for their aluminum tooling. Yeah. Maybe at one point they had uh, the best aluminum end mill or something. It's very possible, yeah. But uh, it's weird that they have like identical websites. If you look up Wittia and you look up Cannamittal's websites, they're like... That's interesting. They're at least using the same guy. <laughs> right. To do their website. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Huh. I mean, I know. Ken, yeah. I mean, Kenna Metal is Kenna Metal. I don't think anybody owns them, or uh, someone probably owns them. It's probably medical, medical, and metal and uh, uh, receipt manufacturing incorporated holding group, and they also own uh, some company oh. that makes drywall. Well, yeah. I've, I have the answer. I, I just popped on Wikipedia. Kenna Metal acquisition Woody Group. Uh, in 2002. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Yep. So that was yeah, Widia, Hanita, and Widia GT. Uh, uh, so Kenna Metal owns Widia. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Can we get into John? Oh, uh, we should. John, tell us your things. Let's see. I was engraving something, and then uh-huh. it was an engraving, right? And I was like, what's going on here? Swap the tool. <laughs> Was an engraving, right? I was like, what's going on here? Swap the tool. It's <laughs> <was> like, what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> Were you in my shop this week? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Turns out I kept grabbing a square end mill and not a ball. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is a 132nd. I was just going like, to ask how small is this tool? You, yeah, unless you really look at it. Like, oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> you just have them in the wrong place or, or do you not have dedicated spots? No, I have, I have like dedicated slots with tags and everything. I just was oh. like, I know these are the ball end mills because this is what I grabbed like 10 minutes ago 
like, why does it keep breaking? Oh That's no! So yeah, I was like, it doesn't make sense. It's deeper than the, le- the than the engraving. It's supposed to be like, what is going on here? Right. Yeah, that's that's basically how the last two weeks has, have gone. <laughs> oh no! Nice. The production's been overall pretty reliable. Yeah. Just nice. You know, same old school and yep. all that. Yeah. Yeah. You still happy with the uh, with the tumble finish off the off the blades? Yep. Yep. Nice. That's been going good. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Cool. Status quo, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I. I just got I finally dialed in the slift T blades to get the like the tumble finish that I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ended up being a all in mills and then finishing with a bull nose. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> all right. <Cool. laughs> anything else? No, <laughs> just <laughs> like, like, what have I done the last two weeks? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, yep, cool. Well, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear that production is at least smooth and consistent now for you. Yep, me too. So yeah, just continue climbing out of a hole. Do have, right? Do you do you have book spots still? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like four, I think. Oh, nice. And then from there, are you gonna just kind of do drops? Yeah, I think definitely gonna do like here's five of the same type of thing. Because I've been doing a lot of like warranty type stuff too, and I'm like, what is going okay. on? Like these are, and I'm having problems saying no to people with some requests, mm-hmm. and I'm like, right. this is ridiculous. Like if I know I can't say no to people, then I should just do like maker's choice style stuff or like do drops that are the same style. Right. Just yep. be like, mm-hmm. what you say when you say no? It, do you mean warranty stuff or the design of it? No, the warranty stuff, like totally get like i don't say no to any sort of warranty stuff but like any sort of hey can you do this style clip or color and i'm like well i guess oh no (laughs) yeah yeah it's a trap it is it it is most certainly a trap i think Mm -hmm. that's a good thought you should have as soon as you finish a knife for me yeah, <laughs> it's like a color, the special special finish. I got yep. you. He's like he, a, he, just, he has just a completely best, uh, redesigned one. Yeah, yeah. I want you to change everything. It's a full custom, really. Yeah. Can yep. you delete the pocket clip too? Yeah. Well, can you yep. put seven screws inside the pocket clip so you can't assemble it or disassemble it? Oh, I can. It just won't look good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, cool. John had the best cameo in my uh, latest video. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I thoroughly why, enjoyed it. You, you absolutely. Why didn't it. you put? Why didn't you put my other videos in? I gotta really know. <laughs> Even that video, I had to significantly chop up. It's, it's kind of hidden, but like, that's how it goes. You gotta, you gotta only get like five seconds. I can't yeah. put in. Like I, like I was. Tr- I thought you wanted it to be a secret, but. John made a whole like weird three hour video where he oh my. told me a lot of embarrassing things about himself and you know. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I have a dedicated video? That's what I want to know. <laughs> His baby photos were in there. You had a YouTube channel that I left comments on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, YouTube. Maybe one day. Yeah, I'll be venturing. Why is this gonna replace us with his yeah. new channel? 
Oh, it's God. It'll be it'll be an interesting ride uh, along that journey. Good luck. That's appreciate it. Plus, yeah. yep. I'm, it's not it's not something I'm gonna like focus heavily, but it's something that I would just like to have extra updates on, and um, you know, just any way I can to get away from Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a good idea, and I I think like like I said, doing stuff my way is way too time consuming. But uh, no. definitely, you should just have like videos where it's like, hey. Here's what this product looks like. This is yep. how much it weighs. You know. Yep. Yeah. Here's uh, you know, wiggle it around so that you can see the color and the light. You know. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking of. I was thinking of kind of going the like Grimsmo route. Just hold the camera and then just start going. Yeah, I mean that could be harder than it seems too. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely try that before you do my thing. Yeah. Yes. Also, the, yeah. The ed- editing toll on that is probably heavier because especially, no. especially if you're filming yourself like all day i'm sorry not heavier than david's video i'm just like heavier than you might realize oh yeah like yeah. oh this is an easy i'm just gonna hold up a camera and then you have oh, well five hours of video and you're like oh yep. shoot i wanted like um, a 10 minute video <laughs> a little known fact i had a youtube channel that i used to upload on every week hmm and it was absolutely not machinist related and i did have to cut a lot of video out to uh to make them functional videos this this was on youtube and not some other site correct it was youtube was that your quad stuff i can't remember if we talked about this before it was not it was um i am not sharing what it was good luck everyone you were writing the same thing as john he would send me these three hour long videos just saying really embarrassing things about himself and (laughs) how cool he thought i was yeah Okay. You're pretty cool, David. Hey, but I think you're pretty cool. We don't have to keep that a secret. You are pretty cool. That's true. Okay. Let it be known. We're venturing outside the realm of the podcast now. Yeah, I think it's time to end it before we derail Break the some third more. Wall. Yep. <laughs> Grant's right. trying to get out before I admit the videos he sends me. You look. <gasps> don't we don't talk about those videos, man? We we create a I I I know what you did with that katana. I we don't don't mention that here. Mm. All right, see you next week, everybody. We gotta go. (laughs) Two weeks. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.